Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Kathy Griffin, who is a professional speaker, transformational guide, thought disruptor, founder of the eight-week Fast Action to Vision Bootcamp, the 12-week Goal Achievers Academy, and Full Circle Abundance. A survivor of multiple gut-wrenching blows, she teaches women how to redefine themselves and create the future of their dreams. We have so much to talk about here today, Kathy. So let's get right into this and welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor. Oh, absolutely. I'd like to start off with my first question, which is, what would be the word that you would use to describe yourself and your journey up to this point? That's a great question. I would use the word redefine. Most people that know me would say resilient, but I think they go hand in hand. Okay. Now, why redefine? That's interesting. Redefine, because when something happens to you, you have some choices to make. You can let it uh, rule your world. You can stay stuck in it. You can just let it keep you reeling. You can make it your story, or you can give it a different meaning. You can make a decision. This is not how I want to be. I do not want this to happen again. But you have to give it a different meaning and redefine yourself on who you are. Because if you stay the same, it's going to happen again. Oh, yes. Cyclical patterns, right? Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. So let's jump into my next question. Tell us a little bit about your background and your journey. It's a varied background. Thank you so much. I am a, I am an RN. I've been a registered nurse for over, uh, gosh, 40 years. And my journey in life has been uh, a series of adventures and a series of circumstances and tragedies as well. I left Canada as a young graduate right out of nursing school and went straight to New Orleans. Mm. where I was fascinated, you know, by the nightlife and things like that and got swept up in that pretty quick and things spiraled up and things spiraled down very, very quickly as they do. So gosh, I was about 30 years old before I became sober. I started to recover from alcohol and drug addiction. Mm. Uh, It took me way, way down. And, you know, there's another resilience and redefine moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing with that kind of circumstances that we're unfortunately, the last ones to know. (laughs) Mm. Everyone around us can see it, but I could not connect the dots that maybe everything bad that was happening to me was because of my alcohol and drug addiction. So when I finally got to that point, things went in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Through the years, I have been a sober person for 34 years as of last week. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. I've had two children in recovery. One, actually, I was pregnant with when I was getting sober, and that's really the reason I I stayed sober at first. And I had a child years later 
in in recovery was married twice briefly in recovery left nursing once and opened a jewelry store decided i was tired of the bureaucracy and i wanted to be a business owner and i did that for 10 years that was a lot of fun a lot of hard work you talk about being married to something when you have a retail store and then uh, my kids were young and i uh, got out of that and went back into nursing i worked my way up i was a, a specialist in home health and was good at it and i worked my way up you know, over the years and ended up probably the last 10 to 15 years in administration and management of home care agencies. And, you know, I had that dream, you're going to climb the corporate ladder. I wanted to be like an area director or a regional director. So I took on extra work and took on managing two agencies, which is a lot, a lot of work. It's not supervising them. It's acting as the physical director for both the physical administrator and what they used to call director of nurses, you now manage clinical uh, rules and regulations, which is local, state, and federal. You manage daily operations, and you have to meet the financial goals. And by the way, let's have you manage HR as well. So I did all that, grew their business phenomenally. And after six years, my boss came in one day and said, it's your last day, get your things. And my corporate career ended in a second by someone else's decision. And what people don't realize is 48 states are at will. They can do that, even mm-hmm. if their policies say they won't. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, never written up, never disciplined, never nothing, just by. So I drove away from there and redefined, made a decision. You can make a decision by choice or you can make a decision when some huge emotional impact happens to you. And that was one. And I made a decision. I would never make that much money for someone else again or work that hard unless it was for myself. Yeah. So. Before that, um, 11 years ago, I'm kind of jumping a little bit here, I lost my teenage son to teenage suicide. And that was another, it still is a devastating blow, but another redefining moment, if you will, even at his, his funeral. There was a woman there who, you know, was had lost her son. And I thought it was recently, but turns out it was 10 years ago and she'd been medicated ever since. And being a sober person, I don't, feel like I had that option and I made a decision that 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 would not define me you know and and that was a tough one because that's all you want to scream at people is don't you know where's my boy and um so you know it's been a series of things like that once I lost my corporate job I studied very very heavily in mindset Mm -hmm. and loved it loved it love it love it you could learn this for the rest of your life But what was made clear to me was that I was living other people's dreams, the corporate ladder, trying to please my boss. And I was in a 10-year committed relationship, which really was became more about his dreams than mine. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how many women, I was over 60 at this point, how many women are living other people's dreams? How much longer are we going to wait? Wow. What an incredible journey. What strength, what redefinition. Wow. (laughs) And you say you redefine and there's gut wrenching blows. There were, but I like what you say about choice as well Mm -hmm. and what you're going to let define you. Mm -hmm. I always call choice our incredible superpower and we have the opportunity to use it to our benefit or even give it away. And oh, my yes. it's so Sorry. easy to give away, right? I mean, I see you oh, nodding yeah. your head, shaking. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And I think that that's what's so surprising to me, Summer, because, you know, people would describe me as a strong woman, independent woman. But I was like, yeah. then why am I basically 
why do I need these other people's approval, his approval? It became so apparent to me when I lost my corporate job and I asked my partner of 10 years, what was supposed to be my quote unquote forever. Can we talk about, can you help me with health insurance? And he refused to discuss it and said, no. And I knew I'd done. Right. You know, yeah. I've done it. I, I don't, you don't, you know, you don't get to define me like that. Right. I, I want to throw in there real quick. The other thing is when people are lost in addiction, whatever sort, whatever right. sort of addiction or alcohol, you, the minute you indulge in that addiction, you've lost all your choices. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, so that was step one, I guess, for me, you know, the beginning. Yeah. And through all the mindset, it's like you hear people talk about write the next chapter of your life. Well, you absolutely can. That is a different kind of choice. Absolutely. If we don't do that as women or as human beings in general, but especially as women, you will be tossed around by the circumstances of life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like what you mentioned there about addiction and social engagement and relationships and making those choices. Choices Mm -hmm. are choices, right? What matters and what happens is the emotions that are attached to those choices, right? The emotions that are attached, the mindset that's attached, all these variables. And when you look at the functioning of a human being, we all process and function differently, but there's variables. And some might say, it's all about mindset. Some might say, it's knowing your why. Some might say, is what's your purpose? It's all of that. There are multiple factors that make up who we are and how we function. And when we get a gist of like what that's all about, and that's why I call myself an evaluation success coach, because I want you to know that there are multiple factors. And you know this being a nurse, when you do triage or evaluation, we don't ask one question. We ask multiple questions. Why? Because we're trying to put the story together. We're trying to get an understanding of where was the beginning? What were were the patterns? Where are they now? And that is because for many reasons. So, and one of those reasons is choice. One of those reasons might be genetics. One of those reasons might be our personality. One of those reasons, there's multiple things. So when we're looking at this and you're describing all this, you're touching on all those variables about your life, about what came into play there in regards to your job, your social engagement, your addiction, your choices. So thank you for that. Thank you for being so open about your journey and how you've redefined yourself and your resiliency. So, and I, I absolutely love that. So let's talk about some of the programs you have developed, such as sure. the fast action to vision bootcamp, the 12 week goal achievers Academy and full circle abundance. Talk about those programs. Thank you, Thank you so much. Full circle abundance is sort of my philosophy because as I went through my life and, and I don't want to say rebuilt it, like built a new life, every tough thing that I went through, every hard thing that I went through came around full circle. Once I started to live quote unquote, the right way, or put my mind, your mindset and your motives in the right place, your mm-hmm. motives have to be in the right place or it doesn't ever work out so full circle abundance is possible can you recover from everything there's things that will always leave a hole like losing my son that i can never take that away but you learn you don't get over it i hate to use those words but you uh, a good friend of my mom's put it this way that we learn to walk around that black hole instead of falling in it Mm -hmm. and use it in whatever way you have to 
which is maybe to be a voice or to be an example to others. I realized I was being an example to others when people would show up just to see me at social settings when they'd lost someone. They just needed to know they could recover too. So, uh, sorry, I went off track there a little That's bit. Okay. Fast action, yeah, fast action division. I found that when you are redefining yourself, 99% of the women I talked to and I said, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? I don't know. Really? They don't know, they don't know their own dreams. So of course really? other people's dreams are going to fill that space. If you don't take the time to develop your own. Right. And then you wonder what the heck happened. Yeah. You know, like I don't want women to be 60 years old. I'm particularly hard headed and resistant and resilient, but it is wearing and I don't, and not everybody is that way. A lot of people just give in or they get themselves backed in a corner. They can't get out of. I don't want them to wait till they're 60. Wake up, yeah. like wake up now. So fast action division. The very first thing we do is figure out what do you want? What, what lights your fire? What do you love? And yeah. people don't ask themselves that. So I would encourage everybody to get to know yourself, have coffee with yourself. Yeah. In the yeah, morning. that's great. What do you, you know, what would you love? And, uh, there's a lot of things I love. I, I love a rich, engaged life. So I may be a little different that way, but all the girls that I work with encounter things in their life because they are engaged in life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So fast action of vision was to take people through a quick eight week course on um, finding out what you love and how to set up your business idea, not legally like an LLC, but how to set up your business idea of what is the service you want to give and who are you giving it to and what's that going to do for them? So at the end of the eight weeks, they end up with a, I call it a one pager of mental shifts and a one pager of their business overview. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of information. Yeah. You know, and I like how you distinguish it's not about the LLC. That's the easy part. That's the easy part. Going to your county office, submitting your application, paying your money, easy part. Mm -hmm. The difficult part is defining, defining what's your dream. What does that (laughs) look like? So that's, you're going to help. Yeah. You know, my partner and I talk about that all the time. That's the easy part. How do we separate this? So I love that you're offering this program because that's the more challenging part, what you're doing, but you're helping people mm-hmm. understand, get clarity on their dream and how to set that up and what's going to help that be successful. So a couple of things I want to mention, I want to go back to. So you talk about your son in the black hole, right? Yep. And not getting stuck in the black hole but kind of walking around the perimeter of that black hole. And sometimes I touch on, and I want to know your opinion about this, leaning in to that sadness, leaning in to that and not just skirting it. Because sometimes when we do that, we're not really dealing with it. We're not really confronting it. And so sometimes it's about leaning into it, understanding it, but not getting stuck there. And that's, that's two very different things, just leaning into it and understanding it and feeling it because we're all going to feel grief. We're all going to feel loss. We're going to feel that sadness, that anger, that confusion. So there's that cycle, right? We talk about that Kubler-Ross cycle and yet we want to deal with it. We don't want to dismiss it. 100%. As you're walking around that black hole, how did you personally come to terms with your son's death by suicide? Because that is difficult. 
Yeah. Well, I can say that there there's no plan for that, 100%. Uh, and it wasn't immediate. Like, all, all I did was just survive. I will say, if anyone's listening that has a friend that's going through this, the best thing that my boyfriend at the time did was make me a list of what to do each day because I couldn't think. You can't think. People ask you decisions. What color do you want the casket? What do you want this? What do you want? You can't think. You know, so just do. Don't ask how they feel. Don't say stupid stuff like uh, I understand or he's in heaven. You don't know any of that. Just help them get through the day. That's it. And there was a couple of girlfriends that for about two weeks, uh, one is Teresa, one is Susan. Huh. Every day when I woke up, they were there making me coffee and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, a coworker donated two weeks of her paid time off for me. Because you, oh, yeah. what are you going to do in a three-day bereavement policy? That's ridiculous. So I think I just functioned for close to five years. I just yeah. functioned. I just stayed moving forward. But I didn't stay quiet about it. You know, I'm not a quiet person. So, um, <laughs> and that's good because we need people like yeah. you in the world. <laughs> we need people. I'm the voice. He's talked yes. to me. Okay. Yes. Borrow yes. my strength. It's okay. I went back to every doctor I'd taken him to and asked him what happened. Mm-hmm. I scared. I think there was a couple of scared, but I asked him what happened. Why did we not have a plan for this? Cause I, he was being treated. Right. I went back to the hospital and tried to talk to the nurses be, the, before he died. They were uncomfortable. They told me they heard him praying. Mm. And, um, you know, I, um, I faced it. One thing Tony Robbins says is whatever happens, don't ignore it. Face it for what it is. Don't make it worse than it is. Then give it a different meaning. Now, I cannot give it a different meaning. My son died. I cannot say it was God's will. I don't believe that. It was his mind played a trick on him. And all, like you said, all the pieces of the puzzle, I couldn't fix them for him. Right. There was a lot of pieces to the puzzle, but that would be a whole nother hour. But I couldn't fix him. He believed what his mind told him and he took his life. And when he did it, he couldn't take it back. And I think he would have. He couldn't take it back. So to face it, I went to, now I was in a 12-step program. I would go to a lot of meetings. I couldn't even, that's really all I talked about. And in a 12-step program, there's really not a chapter on grief, although we go through a lot of loss. But all the little things I've been taught through that helped. Then I joined, I didn't right away, but people would show up and try to get me to join. um, I want to, I want people to know about this group. It's called The Compassionate Friends. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go because I don't want to face any more sad. It's sad enough. But I finally went and there was other parents who had survived and that helped more than I could tell you. So the compassionate friends was amazing. And then when I moved to Alabama, someone introduced me to a woman. I I didn't want to go at first, but I finally went survivors of suicide. Mm -hmm. And again, other parents who are surviving it. And you're not, no one wants to be part of that horrible club, but it helps to see that others are alive. And I went for years, I did the uh, out of the darkness walk and would organize teams in, in David's name. My son's name is David. We called it in David's life. Mm. Mm. So we would walk and raise money. And uh, I'm done with that now. I don't feel like I need to do that. But I will say this about the grief. Like you said, the stages, grief will have its way with you. And some days you just need to let it. Yes. So what I do now is I, it doesn't take over me every day, but what I do now on his birthday and his death day, I don't plan anything else. And in those mornings, I look at his photos and I say his name and post about him. And the sad thing about that is you never get any new photos. Yeah. <laughs> but um, those days I speak about him and then I can go on. 
you know, um, so I think you have to have some actionable items because that's a negative energy that has to go somewhere. And if you keep it within you, it will take you down. Yeah. You've got me in tears. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry because I love what you're saying here. And it's so important. And it's important for other people to hear this today, Kathy. So thank you so much, because I think that I want to go back to something you touched on when people are around, they want to be comforting. And I do believe I forgot who it was who said this, but it was some actor. I think it was John Travolta. Mm -hmm. And he said, when you lose a loved one, he lost his wife. People want to be nurturing. And then they start telling you their stories about loss. And it almost feels like to him that during his loss of his wife, that it felt like he was comforting them instead of being comforted. And so this is what I love in regards to what you said, just do, just do, do make your list, have somebody help you make that list of what you can do because you're confused. You're in a haze. You don't even realize sometimes I lost a grandfather who was very, I was very, very close to, and it was the first loss I had. I was walking in a a total daze and I thought, wow, this is the first real impacting loss I've ever had in my life. And I was young. I was like early to mid twenties. And I thought to myself, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And I, everybody looked at me as if I were strong, resilient, and I was, but they always thought she can take on anything. That was that one time that I was like, I'm lost. I just feel lost. And it was about doing. I had to do. Yeah, I totally relate. Yeah. I I do want to throw in there too, that it's okay to give yourself permission to change your routines because uh, every routine that would come up, like even picking David up from school, when I went back to work, I would cry all the way home because I was supposed to pick up David. So uh boyfriend at the time gave me um, instructions and I followed him. He said, find an exercise group at that time. And I would leave work on time to get to that exercise group at 530. And I was about six people in there and I would cry the whole time, but I was in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. And I think that's such a great suggestion. You're absolutely right. We have loss and we have certain habits and we have certain routines and every day, I know this isn't the same, but I lost a dog, right? And every day you get up, you feed that dog, you, you, you pet that dog that it fills the house, just like your son would fill the house with, you know, words and phrases and, and comfort. And just like my dog did for me. And I was at a loss because she was like my first baby. I couldn't have biological children. So my dog served as my children. And so when I lost that first one, I was devastated and I thought, I have to change my routine. So I love that you say that because mm-hmm. it fills those spaces, not just because you're trying to fill those spaces. It's because you need something else to kind of change your habits, change, you have your, to change your habits. Yeah. yeah. And realize um, that traditions, I say this a lot. I will not run my life by Hallmark traditions because Hallmark right. cards are selling, you know, it's mother's day. Do you know how hard that is for people? I have, I make other plans. Yeah. Right. You know, yes. Thanksgiving, I don't cook the turkey anymore because they yeah. love the turkey. You know, I just do something else. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for sharing about your programs, Fast Action Division Bootcamp, the 12 week goal achievers Academy and full circle abundance, because I think these programs are something that people really need. They're practical, they're applicable, 
And I think people forget that we're trying to look at strategy. We're trying to just get the LLC. And it's so much more than that. And when you come from a very heart-centered and purposeful place, an intentional place, like these programs do, that's what is going to make your business successful. We talk about those soft skills. And let me tell you, those soft skills are primary skills today. Yeah, you're so right about that. And there's a lot of uh, information out there about mindset. You know, there's a lot of expensive courses you can take, and I've taken many of them. But the piece I found that was missing was, okay, so how do I translate that into an actual item? And that's what I do with women. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. That right there is key. How do you take that information and how do you translate that into something you can use? Yep. So I absolutely love that. It's so important because a lot of times we get into these programs and they're very heady. They're using certain words and you go away. It's almost like an inspirational thing. Like you go to church and you hear this, this sermon and you're like, yeah, I'm so excited. They were using all this stuff that it was exciting me. It was like clicking that dopamine in my brain. Right. And you get out of there and go about two days afterwards. You're like, what, what, what now? What? How do I apply that? I would really love to know those first, second and third steps or be able to figure that out with somebody based on my process. And that's, what I love that you do. I I would like to add there that what I do, uh, something I found that really works, it helps me as much as helps the girls that I'm coaching is we have a very specific action sheet that I do as we're talking. So they have actual items for the next time. And they'll, if they'll ask me, when are you sending that? Because I expect them to take notes, but I always write it down, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that follow-up. So thank you so much. But as we come to the close of the interview, I want to ask you one last question, and that is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? It would be to choose your own future now. Don't wait till later. Choose it and create it now. You can't wait till the future happens for you to become that woman. You have to become her now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. For joining me today on the Core Women Podcast, Kathy. Oh, thank you. It went by fast. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can follow Kathy Griffin on LinkedIn, on Facebook at Kathy.Griffin1, on Instagram at Kathy E. Griffin. You can find a link to her free mind hack guide, Get Unstuck and Get Moving at the link in the copy. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.